Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a D&D podcast. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And I'm Daniel O'Daniel, and I'm here with a shanty that will regale the old, true spirit of podcasting. Oh, there once was a room with walls of foam, the boys put it up cause the sound did roam, and now they're ready to record the show, and that's what we'll do now. Arrgh. Oh boy, the podcast man, yeah. his body is too, and his name is Dan. Yeah. When the podcast reaches your phone, then you'll hear some bullshit. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I thought about that in the car ride over. Damn, that was a very solid shanty. I wish I could match your improv skills for... Well, it wasn't improv. I thought about it in the car ride oh, over. Okay. <laughs> Damn. And you saved it for just now. Well, thank you, Daniel, for sharing that with us. Anyways, uh, we're a D&D podcast. We take a random prompt or just a prompt. I need to stop saying random prompt because that's not actually what happens anymore. I mean, random, right? It can be anything. Yeah, that's true. We take a prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. This week's prompt, we decided that we're going to do something kid-friendly. So we're going to have to clean up our act a bit. What do you mean? I mean that we need to start saying things less involved with feces. Sure, sure. Well, and kids, kids love poop. Do they? I, I mean, I don't know. I talked about poop when I was a kid. It brought, it brought me many a laugh. <laughs> it brought me joy. When I was a wee lad. As I searched for the great treasure in the Grand Line. <laughs> one bees. Many a day would be me as I spoke of poop. Clearly kids love poop, pirates, and one piece. Sure. Well, I, I mean, another thing is we've mentioned, we've said the word pedophilia like six times on this podcast. Oh, yeah. It was already way too much. Definitely flagged by the Spotify algorithm. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's, like, boosted by the Spotify album, because we say it so much. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. We could be kind of, like, tapping into some kind of secret Epstein code. Ah. Where it's like, here is my island coordinates. Listen to these podcast episodes. Yes, listen to the podcast backwards. <laughs> right, right. Go to XYZ, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Nice. You sounded like a, um, like a, like a FM radio host. Oh, okay. <laughs> where they kind of do, like, this, the scratching sound. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like that's not what it sounds like. And then it's a sudden like you might be wondering how I got my life here. Ah, <laughs> perfect record scratch. Indeed, I mean that is what I think after I record every episode. <laughs> Just a crazy amount of introspection suddenly. Indeed. And reconsideration of, like, why is my life here in this podcasting room? Why am I just a joke that everyone makes fun of? It's like, oh, yeah, two guys. Oh, yeah, they're together. Time to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so real. Because <laughs> it is. It's like, oh, clearly two guys in a room got nothing else to do. Clearly the world wants to hear our opinions uh, on everything. Extremely true. <laughs> extremely true. As in, I agree with that sentiment. Ah, yes. Cool, cool, cool. That's why we're doing a podcast. About Narcissism. <laughs> Yeah, self-reflection. Right. Journaling. Well, no, no, neither of those things. Oh, okay. Just just the assholery. Just the assholery. Anyway, speaking of assholery... Um, I don't know <laughs> tie, how that's... Tie that into children, motherfucker. Um, kids are assholes. Great. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Them. All right, let's, let's have some ground rules because... Okay, well, first, why don't you explain the prompt? Okay, so the prompt today... What's the prompt? All right, so I got this prompt because I was browsing Reddit and I saw a picture of a guy using, like, little bluey figures, which is a children's tv shows for their minis for a dnd game and i was like oh why don't we make a dnd game catered to kids that way it's you know holiday season maybe you want to get your kids into okay do some role playing and Absolutely. imagination spread their wings and be creative instead of being contained in the box that is the american school system well i mean i think kids these days would rather just kind of like look at their smartphone screens and then be told what to think by oh. people very famous oh right right clearly so now you can create a game of fake famous people in their square-like screen in front of them to trick them to be involved in family activities. Whoa. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Wholesome spin on it. I think D&D is actually like a really great family bonding activity, provided your family is not a bunch of insane people. That's fair. <laughs> But right, that's that that's rule hard. goes for anything. Really. Yeah, that goes for anything. Provided and there's not a bunch of insane people, government can work, but that's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, this might be something you can play, hopefully at home, depending on how we make it. We'll try our best, and we're gonna set some ground rules for us. So why don't you start with those rules, Daniel? Oh, is that what I said I was gonna do? Yeah, you're gonna set some ground rules for us. Oh, okay. or are we gonna set it together? Well, I yeah, I mean, I was just kind of thinking like, since this is your idea. Like, should should we actually tone it down and kind of make this, like, listenable to be like, hey, here's a thing we designed that you can play with your kid and then send it to them and they, they don't have to listen to me say motherfucker, like, 16 <laughs> times in the first 10 minutes? Well, I assume the kids aren't listening to this. This is for the adults making it. 
It's kind of like a SpongeBob episode. I think we should make it like a SpongeBob episode, which we are apparently not allowed to refer to on <laughs> podcasts. Make it what episode? <laughs> a sp- Sorry, you keep saying something, but it just keeps getting cut from the podcast. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we should make it like a children's cartoon where it's like entertaining to adults because there's like weird innuendos here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, it's still like clean. So we'll, we'll try to make a clean episode today, which okay, we've okay, already fucked okay. up with like during the first right, five right, minutes. Okay, so from now on... Let's not say any bad words. Yes, we'll we'll, we'll tone down the uh, fudgery. Right. Great. Great mm-hmm. euphemism. And we'll try to build a one-shot adventure that you can play with kids five and up. Okay. Great. Great. Great Hasbro rules. <laughs> Classic. We'll, we'll get that clear E for everyone rating on our uh, perfect one-shot perfect. game. ESRB? Yeah. More like ES... Uh, ch- <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> You're like, damn, how do I keep this clean? This is gonna be this whole episode. Us trying to figure out how to keep this shit. Oh crap! Oh damn it! Oh mother! You said the D word, my man. All right, reset the podcast. All right, hit the reset button. <laughs> how do we get back here? You might be wondering how we got here. Man, fully work on this episode. Yep, a lot of record scratching. That's gonna be how we're gonna fix everything. Great. Okay, um, cool. So now that I have an excuse to bomb jokes and then not follow up. <laughs> Why don't you explain? So this is going to be one of those things where I know nothing about the sort of source material here. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just spend a little bit about it, a little bit of time, just kind of feeling out your thoughts about the show, and then uh, we'll see what sparks joy. Yeah. So the show I'm referencing to this time is going to be Bluey, which to me is very dear to my heart. They actually have a live action Bluey play going on in Arizona recently. Oh. I think in, in a couple of months they'll be here. Huh? Are we're, they all Australian? The dogs are Australian. And there's characters that aren't dogs. No, they're all dogs. So all the dogs are Australian. I, they might have moved there too. You know, Australians are like kind of like what are Australians? Uh, okay, like, yeah, yeah. From you're like about a real to, thought. You're about to say something crazy. I think. <laughs> what are Australians? Yeah, but I mean, like Australians are kind of just like worms in the dirt, and they pop out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and they have to fight giant spiders. Oh, right. I'm okay, kidding. Cool. Um, no, so like they're on tour, and I think I don't know if the actual voice actors are with them, but essentially they're doing like this puppeteering thing. And I was actually thinking about going huh. to watch. The live play. Okay. Because I really like Bluey, but then I've been watching people on TikTok and it's like, oh, the play looks super fun. And they pan to like the sea of children. And I'm like, mm. oh. <laughs> and they're just going nuts. I see. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's a pretty popular show. Oh, definitely. Among yeah. children. I would say it's probably, I, I don't know the ratings, but my understanding is Bluey is probably one of the top children's show because everyone that I know who has a full family and kids tell me that their kids love Bluey. And I'm like, okay, cool. Gotcha. And this is like weird running joke with like a lot of my friends that have kids. Like their parents, are like, why do these figures of the Bluey characters all look super high? Like, what's going on? Because for some do reason, they? yeah. Because for some reason, like when you buy like Bluey like action figures or toys, oh, oh, oh. the way they're made, they always like keep the eyelids just like slightly too low, and it looks <laughs> like they're like on cloud nine. Great, great, great. Okay, not some not very important, but uh, also not very kid friendly. Yeah, also not very kid friendly. So it, what? What is, I meant is marijuana kid friendly. <laughs> record threat this is you might be wondering how we got here this is some visual comedy i'm 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 doing the the like cut that in front of your neck sign <laughs> yeah you can't see it but i can and right I'm like, oh okay cool right, right right that's gonna be kind of a new running gag on the show is just bad jokes <laughs> that the audience can't interact with <laughs> okay but um let's dig into that source material about bluey and what it's about yeah um the main concept is that it's the show resides in a world where dogs are people maybe they're the uh, creative race they're the planet of the apes but planet of the dogs not exactly so sure. some kind of dog god created dogs exactly great and the show follows four uh, a family of four which is bandit who's the dad chili is the mom and then there are two names. kids off the bat great yeah names. they're named essentially like dog names oh that's really yeah. cute yeah love that and, and then their two daughters bluey and bingo okay, okay. And they're essentially day-to-day lives and what they do. And it kind of teaches lessons, like moral lessons about, one, how to raise your kids for, like, the adults. Because you kind of see how, like, Bandit and Chili have to learn to be parents. But you also hmm. see it from, like, how they teach their kids life lessons about the world, like, the dangers of the world. And also how to be kind and sharing. Like, sure. the common lessons you he- you would think, like, he- kids TV show teaches, like, Barney right. and Friends. But and clearly not Arthur. doing a very good job because nobody really practices those things <laughs> in, our, in our day-to-day. Yeah, maybe they practice it as children, but as you get older, you get corrupted by live television of sure. and news stories that just make you very selfish assholes. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, selfish buttholes. Stop cursing. Thank Damn you. It, Thank, you. Right, yeah. Thank you. 
You can you can directly refer to the anus, but just don't say the a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rectum hole. Sure. Does that make it better? Yeah, yeah, a lot better. (laughs) According to our TV, whatever whoever runs TV standards. Yeah, you just don't see the other guy over there. Daniel Radcliffe is just making this cutting sound. Oh right, right, right. Got it. That's not. Stop. Stop talking about balls. (laughs) It's not okay. It's not kid friendly. Okay, thanks, Daniel Radcliffe. Now get back underneath the staircase. <laughs> we need you for the next Harry Potter. You know, I don't, I don't actually live under a stair. That's just like my my character. It, oh, oh, sh- oh. It's I called mean, oh. acting. Oh, very good where, acting. Yeah, where it's like you play a character, but it's not like you in real life. It's not like you embody all of those characteristics. It's just while you're playing the character. Oh, you don't do the method acting no, thing. No, you're, oh, you're, you're not just, like Jared Leto. I see, I see now that you're just like a, a crazy man, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave. Oh, bye, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I'm never coming back again. See you. Unless but- it's for a bit. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of our show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like the main storyline is like they live in this house in Australia, which... I think someone did a math, like, the house they live in is actually really expensive. Right, because it's, like, two stories. Yeah. yeah. There's an attic. Yeah, like, it's, like, for the area and how much it costs it, they probably giant have... Giant like, yard, yeah. Yeah, giant backyard and front yard. But, yeah, the idea is that, like, every episode they go through, like, a story, and they also play a game. Like, one of the key aspects is, like, the show is usually titled after a game, like, Keepy Uppy, which is keeping, like, a balloon from falling to the ground, and how okay. they, like, play the game and learn to share and play as a team. Um, okay okay they have like shows games like granny or stuff like about like the episode like christmas and stuff so it's kind of like every the the sort of focal point of every episode is the parents uh kind of like either occupying or teaching their kids something through a specific activity yeah usually through a specific activity or sometimes the parents learn something from the specific activity of the children because it's like it kind of shows you like oh this is maybe what it's like to be raising kids in the perspective of both sides and what you can learn as an adult too right. from your children okay yeah. okay so so no jokes just actual introspection it's actually pretty cool that like i wonder what it would be like to watch this as a child and then kind of like how much are they understanding the approach of the show that is like oh this it's also sort of like a narrative about parents exploring what it's like to like you know be parents for yeah. the first time as opposed to just kind of like, oh, here's here's the p- characters that I obviously relate to. It's it's the two daughters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, they're just going on adventures, and here's the parent characters. Like, I wonder what that dynamic is like. Yeah. But I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, if you know, you can always email us at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com and share your views, or tweet us at oneshotatatime, if Twitter still exists. Yeah, just interview some children, and then let us know. Let, yeah. us, let us know what they say. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see someone who's grown up with Bluey, and then now are parents and watching Bluey again, just to see. But I don't right. think it's been around for that long. We would definitely need to do like a multi-generational study, put in millions of dollars, just mm-hmm. kind of tracking the growth of, you know, a certain sample of people over like 30 years. Yeah, do double-blind experiments. Exactly, oh, exactly. God. We need control variables, mm-hmm. a lot of drugs. Yeah, definitely a healthy amount of donors from companies that won't influence us in any way possible sure, for the results. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Okay, cool. So, so anything else you want to kind of touch on on the show? Um, one of my favorite episodes is like because I'm like older, like in my 30s. Shout out to 30 year olds. Sure, sure. In Ooh. your 30s, as in you are 30. Yeah, I am 30. I'm exactly 30. Yeah. Yeah. I get to. But you're feeling. 30. <laughs> Very 30. <laughs> I woke up the other day and I was like, my back really hurts. Oh, it'd be like that. Yeah. And like the bottom of my feet hurt a lot. It's like a weird thing. It's just a lot of pain. A lot yeah. of chronic pain. Healing takes way longer than you remember. Like, I would go out to play sports, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, yeah, my body's a little sore after sports. I'm tired. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm good. But now it's just like, two days later, I can still feel the pain in the bottom of my feet. <laughs> yep. It's kind of like how as D&D gets older, it gets harder to heal. <laughs> True. Got him. Mm, I've been hit by the gotums. <laughs> so you might be wondering how we got here that is definitely a new code for just like wow what a not funny joke <laughs> should, except it's like with a lot of extra steps <laughs> yeah but yeah going back one of my favorite episodes because i'm viewing it more from like an adult quote-unquote i'm just a giant child too but sure, that sure, might sure. be also why i love the show so much is that <laughs> sure 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 no it's actually just a really wholesome show yeah, like, yeah. i highly recommend it to anyone no, i agree i've seen a couple episodes yeah, yeah. it's great there's one episode where Bandit has to play a new game with his daughters, and it's called uh, Born Yesterday, where you have to experience everything as if you were born yesterday. I see. And it's him gaining, like, you can see him gain, like, a new appreciation 
of everyday stuff, like learning about a leaf and like the beauties of the world. And it's just like super wholesome and mm-hmm, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it makes you like, as an adult, think like, wow, we're so used to the, like the daily grind and the hubbaloo that we have to deal with that you forget to like take a minute minute to smell the roses yeah, and like yeah. appreciate the world for its natural business for sure or beauty not business everything's business more introspection no jokes is it's it definitely is i I mean this isn't even that relevant to the podcast but like it definitely is a lot easier to take things for granted now because like even information and learning is just like it is another website like you just click a link and you're like i learned a thing and then Mm -hmm. you move on and then you kind of just compartmentalize it and forget it yeah it you definitely lose the wonder of like wow i didn't understand that like hummingbirds actually sleep upside down and you're like what <laughs> yeah it's wild right they what <laughs> yeah so hummingbirds sleep upside down because their heart rate decreases a lot and they have to maintain a very high heart oh, rate interesting. to fly really quickly this is actual huh. uh facts i learned off of the internet so it might actually be wrong but cool. that's also oh, part of it okay okay um, definitely does sound like just some clickbait shit yeah Things you knew that you didn't know that you thought you knew about animals. It's a list of ten things. Click mm. on me. Search session <laughs> optimization. Click on I want clicks. Give me clicks. Clicks. Ads. And I have ad blocks. So suck in. I'm like, ah. <laughs> no. But Take these cookies. Yeah. So I think the main concepts to pull from the show, Bluey, is that there should be a lesson that maybe you can teach your kids or just for the other players at the table about, you know, being good people and, like, developing yourself as a person while also treating it as a game within a game in a weird way because that's part of it it's okay like, okay yeah i see what you mean kind of like i think there's a lot of points in dnd where it's like you kind of like instead of engaging in combat you like play some kind of sport or mm-hmm. something yeah i think we could do that okay so yeah that's what we're starting with so how do we make this i think this is gonna be the hardest part for us which is how do we make this like kid friendly for five and up but yeah. like not straight up m-rated <laughs> so here's the thing this is sort of i think um what i'm kind of getting stuck on is like I know that kids are, like, already really down for D&D, like, conceptually. Like, mm-hmm. we're literally pretending to be knights fighting dragons. Like, mm-hmm. that. it's basically just, like the adult version of playing on the playground. Yes. So, like, kids are already very down to mm-hmm. play D&D just as D&D. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, is it not sort of counterproductive to be like, hey, here's a kid-friendly version of D&D, it's just... It's just playing D&D without any of the cool parts. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if we, I mean, depending on how you want to take it, right? Because if you want to just be like, hey, this is kind of just like an analog for the show where Mm -hmm. it's like, you get to learn cool things and like, it's very wholesome. Mm -hmm. um, Then I feel like it's, there's sort of a disconnect because you need to already have played D&D to be like, oh, here's a fun idea. What if we played D&D, but like there wasn't combat, so to say. Combat is replaced with these sorts of like uh, like activity encounters. Oh, okay. So like that, I mean, that sounds interesting, right? To mm-hmm. someone who has played D&D before. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, that sounds like a new take on it. Mm-hmm. But if you were just like, hey, let's play pretend and we're just going to pretend to play a pretend game, then yeah. it's like, I don't know if that is really hitting any target audience. You know what I mean? True. And D&D kind of does teach the lesson of math. Because that's like a lot of what you're doing is a lot true, of math. True, true. Um, for a five year old, I don't know if they can understand the concept. I don't know what you. Five year olds definitely know how to add. Okay, <laughs> so, cool, so cool, cool. I think let's give them some credit. All right, cool. Let's give them some credit. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm wondering if if it would be better to do like just a fantasy game, but we kind of try to take the perspective of like what would a kid be really into? Ah. Because I mean. It's it's the same thing for kids, right? To really like buy into a certain fantasy and like mm-hmm. really want to really want to experience like a very specific kind of action mm-hmm. or narrative or conclusion, mm-hmm. maybe some kind of like goal being met. Because like I've heard stories of kids being introduced to D and D for the first time, and oh. you know, they they really latch on like a certain you know character archetype. You know, like they they've watched Frozen, now they want to be like a sort of like sorceress or oh, something. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, maybe, maybe like, let's play into the sort of, like, imaginative aspect of it. For sure. Do you think we have to wind back on, like, the punishing rules of D&D that may exist? Like, sure. Because it's like, yes, you're a sorcerer, but you don't have spell slots to do certain things. And it's like, yeah. is that, like, too advanced of a concept for children at five years old? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot to introduce to somebody that doesn't know what D&D is. So definitely maybe we can do, a, just kind of design a more like, choose your own adventure light, like we did for Richard, who is not a child, yeah. by any means. <laughs> but you're kind of comparing him to a five-year-old, maybe. 
Um, Are you a child, Richard? Yeah, let us know. Tweet (laughs) Tweet at us if you're a child. (laughs) Anybody listening to this podcast, if you're a child, hit us up. That (laughs) sounds not like a good thing to say (laughs) on record. Oh, man, the Epstein uh, algorithm is pushing us up for some reason. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm getting some coordinates. It's triangulating on my hidden GPS. (laughs) Oh, hey. The Bermuda Triangle? No wonder nobody found it. (laughs) Oh, there's a solid invite, and we get a free yacht boat trip? (laughs) sick great anyways let's stop joking about oh geez actual i'm not gonna say the word yeah um things that should not exist right so so i think because this is kind of a fun experiment right like maybe not even being a parent but just like designing a game for very young children where Mm -hmm. you can kind of create scenarios where like their imagination can really bloom they can Mm -hmm. feel like they're in control of their character yeah Um, they can feel very dynamic um without having like you know maintaining a semblance of like story progression uh like character growth but not being like just pure like you do whatever you want kind yeah. of you know like maybe, mistakes maybe it's a deep dive into the rules of how D set up and how we can trim it down to be more five-year-old friendly sure enough. sure yeah. sure five-year-old edition five-year-old from edition. fifth edition ah. to fifth year of your life edition ah. oh cool so i think the first danger is definitely the dice because that's uh Choking hazard, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm kidding. I don't know. Sure, sure. Well, I, but I, just, I mean, like to raise a point, like I think kids would love being able to roll dice. Oh yeah, you know, like sure. roll high, roll low. I mean, kids yeah. love Monopoly, even though it's a stupid game. <laughs> About because just, of dice, yeah, so. because of dice, and also the concept of just owning everything and making right, everyone right, else right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I mean, kids love that. Oh, kids are ruthless. Oh, really? Hey. Cut that. Cut me saying the f word. Should we, I mean, I think, it would, I mean, like, I don't even care at this point, but I think it would be really funny if this was just the episode where we, we just, like, cursed a lot, but just, like, <laughs> beeped all of it out. Like, it's just, like, so obnoxious. Oh, God. Okay, I'll find a solid beep to replace us cursing. Thank you. And whatnot. Oh, man, just going off the ruthless thing, I remember being at, like, an open mic night, and this is, this is kind of going to be thing. really sad. So, this one lady went up, and she's, like, a librarian, and she's talking about how kids at her school are pretty brutal. Yep. But she's like at like I think it's like no, it's not like an elementary school to be fair. So they're probably some five year olds. Wait, when do people go to school? Uh six is well, I think fifth is kindergarten and the sixth is or six year old years old is first grade, right? Okay, so it's outside of kindergarten. So they're in elementary school and she was just working in the library, then she just overhears two kids fighting each other. Okay. And one of them like gets pushed on the floor and the one on the floor just goes, And that's why your dad went out to buy for milk and didn't come home. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, that is savage. It's, yeah, but I think what is happening is kids are much more likely to just latch on to things that are, like, emotionally really powerful, mm-hmm. but, like, they don't really understand mm-hmm. what it means. Not like they don't explicitly understand the, like, the literal context, mm-hmm. but they don't really understand, like, the implications. They just know that it gets a rise out of people, so they just, like, say things. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of this really fucked up story. Okay. It's not that fucked up, I guess. Well, it is pretty fucked up. Okay. Yes, it is really fucked up. There's a lot of beeping going on Yeah, here. I just said the word like four times <laughs> in, in three seconds. But I remember I was in first grade, I think, and then I was really good friends with this white kid. I think his name was Jesse. And Jesse, if you remember me from first grade, hit me up. Yeah. Tweet at me. Yeah. Um, Make sure your friend James also says hi. Get him to follow us. Oh, Meowth, that's right. <laughs> Great Pokemon reference. Uh, and then I was really good friends with another black kid who I, I don't remember his name. But basically, we were like walking down the hall one day towards like the library or something. And then I saw that they were like, like my black friend was really upset. And then I, I was like, what's wrong? Because like, you know, we were all good friends. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I don't remember what he said, but basically he was really upset because the white kid brought up that like black people used to be slaves and white people owned them. And as a kid, you would be really upset by that if someone was just like, yo, we used to own you because nobody wants to be objectified. But yeah. like, but I just remember like, <laughs> I had the dumbest fucking response. Sorry, this is very emotional for me. So I have yeah. to curse because that's how I hide my feelings. Yes, yes. But I was because I didn't I, I literally didn't know about slavery at the time. Mm. And so I was like to console him. I was like, come on, man, that's probably not even true. <laughs> and he was like no it is and i was like okay weird i don't know what you guys are talking oh about oh my god <laughs> like holy so funny because it was like me it was as if i was trying to convince him that like the boogeyman didn't exist but i was like don't worry man slavery can't hurt you it doesn't exist oh my god and that sticks with me that's actually oh. speaking of traumatizing childhood memories not necessarily traumatizing i'm pretty sure in preschool i kissed a boy okay yeah 
I kissed a boy and I liked it. I don't know how that yep. song goes. It goes like that, yeah. Grats, you know. Anyways. Was that your sexual awakening? <sighs> no, it's Frozen. We already came in terms of that. <laughs> yeah, Frozen came out when I was, what, like 23? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my sexual awakening. Okay, there you go. All right. Um, I guess winding back though, yeah, like let's work on maybe the D and D rules and maybe what things you might want to trim down, and you can add them back in depending on the age that you're playing with, or maybe how like mentally developed they are to you and your understanding of them. Right. Yeah. I think the core one you can keep in is just like the addition aspect because I you told me they know math, so you can definitely teach them the basic rules of guaranteed. Like, yeah, I'll guarantee they know math. Uh-huh. Five year old. They'll add numbers like nobody's business. Uh, it depends on what state you are. Maybe not that's Oklahoma. Sad. <laughs> that's really sad. Especially because <laughs> by your, that, the time you're five, you're not even going to school. So that, that implies that depending on the state you're in, your parents have already failed you so hard <laughs> that you don't even know the concept of counting. Yes. Which is very sad. Yes. Shout outs to parents, I guess. Yeah. So if you haven't taught your kids how to count, this is a good opportunity because now you can teach them through D&D. With D&D, great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can teach them, like, depending on the level and skill level of their math skills, you can teach them basic math. Uh, you can dumb down, like, the ability score so they don't have to understand the concepts of, like, t- like a 14 means plus 2. You can just put plus 2 on their character yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah, That way yeah. they know, like, oh, I need to take this number and add it to this number to get my uh, my attack roll. It's like, right. oh, you add 2 to your dice. I am very thankful when you do that for me every time. You're you welcome. Say, you add this number to this number. Yeah. And be kind. And you add it to the pretty rock. Yeah, you add it to the pretty rock that I've spent $100 on <laughs> of your college tuition that you're never going to be able to go to. Yeah, do that math, kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, okay, so so just speaking of systems, so let's let's say my name is Jessica and I'm a six-year-old girl. Hi, Jessica. I don't really like Why are how you in my podcast sounded room? coming at it. Uh, okay, I'm freezing right now. Okay, so... so <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I became a six-year-old girl. Um, it's been a fantasy of mine. That's my fantasy in D&D. Oh, jeez. Okay, they call it a fantasy game. No, okay. Um, all right, this... Okay, I think we're gonna have to cut out that part where we talk about making this kid-friendly because it's already gone tragically wrong. So, um... <laughs> Don't show this episode to your kids. It's the lesson here. Right, great. So let's break it down system by system. So I'm I'm six years old. My name is Jessica. I'm a man for some reason. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, and you transitioned already so, as a kid. Let's say I want to make Elsa, right? Like, I want to be Elsa. So okay. you as the, you know... Yeah, uh, men can want to be Elsa. That's perfectly fine. Exactly. Thank you for affirming my beliefs. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, my fantasy. Mm-hmm. So uh, my body, my fantasy. <laughs> so that's kind of too reductive of, like, female reproductive rights. Anyways. Okay. So, um... God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening every episode these days. So you as your sort of infinite wisdom dm uh-huh. would say okay let's make you a wizard uh-huh. we'll give you some ice spells and from that probably point a sorcerer but yeah okay or maybe a warlock sorcerer would probably fit elsa better but i don't think kids need to get into the sort of like narrative implications mm-hmm. of that so l- let's let's think about this from like i'm about to hand a character sheet to a six-year-old right mm-hmm. and or i guess you are about to hand a character sheet to me yeah who is a six-year-old and yes yeah, name jessica a man or male yes who fantasizes about playing elsa right this is the uh, hypothetical we're playing in right now great yes okay and so when you're about to hand that character sheet over to me mm-hmm. you would think like what is in here that is just going to be like it will take too long to understand the rules and the rules will not really provide enough of like a enriching narrative experience to mm-hmm. matter right so i'm thinking like spell slots is something that is kind of too difficult to understand mm-hmm. immediately because i have seen grown women struggle with that Mm-hmm. So I've seen grown men spell with trouble. No, that. yeah, well, sorry, I've seen grown everything. Spell I don't, with I don't that. mean my dog struggles with that. Sure, sure, dog struggles. Dogs struggle with most human things, <laughs> in my experience, except when I'm watching Bluey. Okay. In which case, they do everything flawlessly. Yeah, um, dad's perfect. I, right, everyone wishes to be that dad. Parenting, sure, yeah. easy, um, but never lose your cool. Oh, right. Hang on, let me defend myself and and let me say that I didn't mean to single out that <laughs> women are specifically bad at playing D anD. D. I mean, because I'm. I'm putting myself in the shoes of a six-year-old girl, so even grown women no, you're a six-year-old. would also Are struggle. you a girl who transitions six-year-old, to a man? Or? Uh, this is a boy? Too, too much. Too muddy. Too muddy. Oh, too muddy. Okay. Let's get out of the weeds. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bushwhack these. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, uh, spell slots might be too much. You probably just, like, give her, like, some spells and then be like, here's an idea of, like, the kind of powers you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like, 
maybe even just like I don't know. I, mm, this I, is this is probably we don't need to dive too deep into this, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the idea of being like, hey, here's like a cantrip. Like you can cast Ray of Frost whenever you want, but then like uh, here are like your big spells that you save, and you can mm-hmm. only cast you know like four of these or whatever. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. So maybe just remove like the spell levels mm-hmm. and just give her spells, and then just give her like you know you can cast five of these i honestly like depending on their age group and where they are i might even remove the limitations of how many of the big spells they can cast because that resource management might be a little bit that's too true. cognitively difficult to latch on and yeah. our focus here is one helping them to develop their math skills while also maintaining their imagination yeah and i want them to be able to use the spells without worrying about a little bit too much of that aspect and yeah. i don't think it'll be too harming especially in a one-shot scenario they're probably gonna have more than enough spell slots anyways to make it through realistically yeah, thinking about it, I think I'm I am giving five year olds a little too much credit, and I was I'm probably thinking more of like what if like a like a ten year old played D anD D. Yeah, which that... would which would be more like oh you know I'm in I'm into the sort of like fantasy of casting powerful spells. Yes, that I can only do a certain number of times. Mm. Yeah, so for a five year old, I would definitely just say like hey, you can use ice magic to attack, mm-hmm. and then that's it, right? Yeah, like you do ice magic, and if you're teaching the math, you'd be like oh you roll this dice and you add it to this number, so you add these together, and if you wanted right. to push that math development skill, yeah. Uh, Kids should learn math. Maybe we are overestimating five-year-olds. I kind of feel like we are. I wonder. Yeah. So yeah, we might. You might even have to just do away with skills and just only use proficiency. Maybe they're just proficient in everything. Mm -hmm. So just say like, hey, you want to try and jump across this gap? Why don't you roll this pretty rock and then add, you know, plus three? Exactly. It's like very basic stuff. It's like, oh, if you want to do an athletic check, so you don't have to say athletic. You're just like, okay, why don't you tell me? Why don't you roll this and you have to add this to do this and you tell me what the addition is and right. that's your like that's how you're teaching your kids how to do stuff while yeah. also maintaining their imagination. But you don't have to give them like a full skill drop down of this is plus six, this is plus four, this right, is plus right, two. Right. See, that's you're it. proficient in this skill, but you're not proficient in acrobatics, yeah. which is what this action would call for, clearly. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to explain proficiency <laughs> to them, because that's a lot of stuff for right. a five year old to wrap their head around. Are okay, so are we overestimating five year olds? Can five year olds count to twenty? Um, I don't know. You're the one pretending to be a six-year-old. You tell me. That's true. Okay, here we go. No, I really, I don't even want to attempt <laughs> to try to role-play a five-year-old. Wee, 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 wee. You're probably wondering why my name is Jessica <laughs> and why I'm dressed like also from Frozen. Yep. All right. So, uh, we, I, I think like I've overplayed that record scratch joke now. So sure, we're gonna sure. stop doing that. Okay. Until like 20 minutes later when I bring it back for exactly. one last call. Great. Um, classic, classic improv, improv callbacks. Wee 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 wee. <laughs> Stupid. That just sounds like a freaking fire truck. <laughs> wee wee. Okay. Great. Great sounds. Uh, all right. Enough <laughs> mouth noises. So yeah. So the things I think we should keep in is definitely just a basic math where we tell the kids to roll the dice yep. and then we give them a set number to add to it to do certain things. Right. And we'll be like, okay, if you're rolling for an attack, it's on your sheet. It's, let's say like they're playing Elsa, they'll have an ice bolt or a frost grass or something along those lines. That yeah. way they can feel like Elsa and just tell them, roll this number, roll this dice, add this number to it and this tells you if you hit and then you can, or maybe get rid of that altogether and they always hit and right. just roll like a d6 plus whatever the um, damage would be. And yeah, that's the math yeah. They have to do. I, yeah, I think that's I think that's better. Yeah, because that simplifies combat. And then as far as like the spells, because it's like a giant wall of text that most even adults don't like reading half the time. Right. You can just write down basic rules like, oh, you know how to cast prestidigitation, which is a very fancy word for it. Um, even we can't pronounce. Yeah, we can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. Or you can cast Dancing Lights, which creates lights in the air. And that's right. the, I use like, you have now, you can create lights in the air. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just what the spell says. Just to make it easier, you don't have to do the whole 30 feet of vision. That's, that's yeah. a lot of stuff that you don't need. Right, yeah. right. I think if you wanted to go all out, like, say you are a DM for hire and you design campaigns for kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. You could go all out and just make, like, simplified spell cards. That would be kind of fun for yeah. them to hold and be like, oh, cool, I can cast, like, a ice thing and yeah. there's like a fire thing yeah exactly and then in that so, extremely specific scenario that <laughs> nobody actually does yeah who knows maybe that's a future thing maybe we can start a new business about honestly i would way rather pay for a dm to come to my kid's birthday party <laughs> than like a clown at this point or like <laughs> spider-man oh yeah there's so many spider-mans it's kids so love spider-man yeah so in that aspect you could that's how i would dumb down like the combat and attack yeah. based abilities yeah and, as far and as, like, skill checks yeah and yeah. skill checks and then for skills individually, like dark vision, you just say, like, your character can see in the dark, and that's what makes them unique to someone else. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, or, like, this character hmm. can use, can teleport, he can teleport, like, uh, 
where he can see. Like, he's like, yeah. you can use, like, something that they've seen in TV. Like, maybe they watch X-Men and Nightcrawler is a thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that'll definitely be a more collaborative pro- collaborative process where your kid probably has an idea of, like, what kind of hero they want to play. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is an even looser interpretation of the rules because of, one, you're playing with kids, and then you as the adult have to be willing to, like, play pretend with them when they're doing certain aspects. Like, oh, they want to cast, Elsa wants to cast an ice bolt at this evil dragon, and then you're like, ah, the evil dragon is actually not evil, and he's just dealing with some hard times, and now you teach the kid about depression Okay, I love that. Uh, I do love that. I think that's a great spin to kind of be like, this is a children's show, but we still want to do fantasy shit. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's a great spin to kind of be like, oh, you're fighting this guy, but then, uh, you know, like after you defeat him, he realizes that the, he realizes the wrong of his ways or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, he's like, you're right. I shouldn't have thrown a tantrum and destroyed the kingdom when I Love lost that. my puppy. Love you know? that. And now Love- you're on a journey to save the dragon's puppy. Losing a puppy? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was going to say that if that's just where it ended, losing a puppy might be too devastating of a concept for a child. Mm-hmm. But no, that's great. Being able to find the puppy, I think that's perfect. Yeah, and that's like the journey. That puppy you're named telling. Bluey. Yeah, puppy named Bluey. And that's the journey. Or maybe you're a puppy and you're looking for the dragon's puppy. I don't know. Like, I don't know where that's going now. Like, maybe I'm just trying. Like, would we want the players to be anthropomorphic dogs in this world? I'm sure if they, if they wanted to. Like, they want to role play like dogs. Yeah, like, like, what kind of dog would you want to be? Totally I want to be a Sheba. I want to be a Corgi. I want to be right. a Doxhound kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Dachshund. Yeah, and then you can, get, like, you as the DM can be like, oh, you're like an Aarakocra. You're a Dragonborn. And I guess Doxhounds uh, can breathe fire or something. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of sounding more and more like, in terms of mechanics, mm-hmm. it would be easier to just like homebrew a few simple things that you can be like, hey, your character can do this sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that sounds fine. Yeah, I mean, from a... If we're actually using the Bluey lore... Sure, deep dive into that yeah, Bluey lore Yeah, we're going to deep dive book. into lore. The Doxhound, I believe his name is... Is it Sprinkles? Uh-huh. No, it's... um, it, There's a sausage dog in the show. Okay. And... He likes to roll down the hill and he does like this rollout and he like in the show, they do have an episode where they're like dealing with like a more magical journey. It's like these two princesses that trade places being the princess and one plays, hmm. plays the horse and they switch back and forth on their magical journey. And the Doxhound. Like, oh, the helps... kids are playing pretend. Yeah, they're, playing uh, okay, pretend. Okay, they're okay. actually playing pretend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Doxhound has ability where he like kind of rolls at people because he's like a sausage <laughs> okay, dog. It's great. very cute. Great. So you can implement those if you want to homebrew that stuff. In, Absolutely. In your own ways. Or it could be whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be Bluey based. I mean, put that in your real not for children campaign. That sounds rad. Yeah, an ability where your character can do like a 30 feet roll charge and or, trip uh, No, I'm thinking like it's like a giant ogre enemy, but he's just like real long mm-hmm. and he just rolls at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Think about. It. Let's just let that simmer for a second. Wait, 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 wait. All right, but yeah. So, I mean, do you think there's any other rules maybe that need to be trimmed down to make things easier? Maybe the movement thing, just let them move where they want to go for their turn. But I think teaching them turns is an important thing for a fiber, like how to take your turn. Like sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that this would probably be easier to use a battle map, mm-hmm. though. At the same time. If you want to do theater of the mind and just say like, okay, you can take your action now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm sure they would be like a, a kid would be fine with that because it's like you are still kind of participating in a story. Yeah. It sounds really fun to do a theater of the mind, quote unquote, but also do it like on a playground where it's like live play. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And interesting. you'll have one person just like walking around narrating everything. <laughs> and then like the other parents are also playing like the other roles. That. There we have so many birthday party ideas. We gotta we, uh, just cut this off from the podcast and let's, and let's just start a business. <laughs> All right, we're just starting business. D and D birthdays or D and D parties. Five D and D five year old parties. Uh, D- yeah, D and D five year old. Five year old. Wait, hold on. That sounds weird. <laughs> five year old. Oh, okay. Five fifth edition for your flipping children. That rhymes. One shot your children. No, that's great. That's not how that works. Great, great. I'm trying to think of some cool ideas. Anyways. Turn on your kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's a model we'll teach you later. Uh, (laughs) What? Wait, hold on. What? I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, I've lost my train of thought. (laughs) I love that. This sounds like a cat. (laughs) I love that 
we're just constantly evolving the mouth sounds meta. <laughs> it's never the same. Yeah. It's always hidden different. Yeah, yeah. See, we've incorporated the Pokemon aspect that Josh wanted all this time. Okay, by doing what exactly? Evolving our mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of evolution, yes, that Pokemon invented. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's how, it, that's how, that's what we teach in school, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, do you remember like when we were born as monkeys and then we weren't even allowed to become humans until Game Freak invented Pokemon <laughs> in 1996. Yeah, then they hit us with an evolution stone yeah. and then we turned into people with technology. That was crazy. They used an electric stone because now we have harnessed the power of electricity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That mm. tracks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, too bad someone someone keeps using a, a Game Shark and hacking the game and uh -huh. breaking stuff. Yeah, unknown number or something. Yeah. I know Pokemon. The Singos are here. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> okay um but yeah back to the storyline i mean there's like a quick pitch of a story but may, like is there i guess before i go more deep diving into like maybe story ideas and lessons that we can impart to our dm listeners yep is there any other rules that you feel like need to be trimmed down no I, I imagine it's it's basically going to be ability checks from time to time because your kids are probably going to want to do something or approach obstacles in a certain way so mm -hmm. that's obviously going to be a thing um you're gonna have assuming your kid is playing a spellcaster uh you're gonna have like maybe like one or two spells or even just let them say like i want to do this with magic and then be like yeah do that just roll for it or something yeah, or explain it you know and then tell us and, yeah yeah so yeah. that's probably fine um so maybe even like do away with the concept of spell casting and just say you are magical and you can do magic yeah it definitely depends maybe on don't your... say it like that directly to your kid because <laughs> i don't know if you want to your kid yeah yeah, but you're magic and you can do magic. And then it's just like you have to play with your kids' abilities and like how developed they are. Because it might be like you just tell them to roll the dice and then they have to understand the concept of high numbers mean doing better stuff and low right. numbers do less. And maybe that's the that's the bare minimum that you start with. Yeah, like say like roll above a 10 or something. Yeah. And then they, yeah. They have to do the recognition of 10, 16, 16's higher than 10. Can a five-year-old do that? I honestly don't know. I don't have a five-year-old, and I'm not the one pretending to be If you're one. five years old and you can do that, tweet at us. Yes, please. Let us know. If you can tweet at us, then we've really That's messed true. up if with you, this. If you can tweet at us, then you are already more than smart enough to know that 16 is bigger than 10. Yeah. So just tweet at us, I guess. And how to navigate through the sea of Twitter that is a bombshell right now. Yeah, and somehow find this podcast <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you either have really irresponsible parents or you're extremely smart. Yeah. So either way, tweet at us. For sure, for sure. Okay, so quick recap. The things we recommend is that for a younger children's game, like five-year-olds and up, number one is play off their imagination. Yep. And definitely, like, it's a lot of role-playing. Definitely trim down the rules. From the most basic, maybe it's just number recognition of the dice, the D20, and how it works. Mm -hmm. But rolling is really fun for children. At least I know as a kid, I love rolling dice. That was super fun. Absolutely. Um, you can add higher levels by adding different numbers. Like maybe you have to do additions. Like, oh, you want to do a skill check like athletics or acrobatics? Okay, these are the numbers you do for that. Or maybe more even simpler, strength, dexterity. That's the that's the most baseline you can start with. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the move. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you don't have to like roll a character and be like, okay, well, I choose acrobatics proficiency, so now the bonus is this. Yeah, you can just say, yeah, here's your stats for sure. Yeah, you, though technically it would make them weaker. It would make them weaker, but just make the DCs lower. But you would make the DCs lower. You yeah, just remove the proficiency bonus portion of it. Yeah, which you as the DM have full control, and I doubt the kids are gonna be like. Is that DC that low? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think kids are going to be like that. Or maybe right, they are. Right, maybe right. they're really like, they raises their like glasses and tip their fedora yeah, at yeah, you really yeah. quickly. Is that really an on-level difficulty check? Yeah, it's like, uh, I would say like a 10 is a little bit too low for climbing up a side of a mountain. <laughs> right, like, right. Okay. But your dogs, like, fair point. Shouldn't it be higher? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, these, yeah, these very smart five-year-olds, please tweet at us. Please, please, please. Yeah, you, you children savants. And then as for spells, if they're going to be spellcasters, which I think a lot would want to be, because I think using magic and playing pretend of being a sorcerer is really cool. Sure. Personally, as sure. an adult who's 30 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can bring down, like, you can you can remove the, the spell slots aspect. You can give them, like, a bare set amount of spells that they know and maybe thematically change it to what they want to be. If they want to be Elsa, make the fireball a giant ice ball. Right, um, right. Firebolt is ice ball. And just, like, flavor it really quickly differently. I would even say... I think, well, I mean, depending on how old your kid is, like mm -hmm. if your kid is like, you know, fourth grade or whatever, mm -hmm. then I think it's fine to just be like, hey, here's the spells you can cast. Mm -hmm. If they're like really young and, and you're kind of just like, hey, let's play pretend mm -hmm. together, then at that point, I would say just don't even use spells and just let them say what they want to do and just be like, hey, you can use this mm -hmm. magic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you can add in the D20s if you need to for if you want to teach them that number recognition point. But this is more right. of like mathematical skills. Uh, we've given you a lot of ideas up, up to this point about everything. Yeah, system-wise. System-wise yeah, yeah. to trim down to make it more kids-friendly. Right. Uh, specifically, cursing a lot less. <laughs> right, which we have failed to do. So actually, we haven't really imparted that part of it. Yeah. This but is just going to pretend that we did a good job, I yeah. guess. But this is still going to have an explicit tag I mean, that's, on it. that's parenting, right? Pretending people did a good job. Yeah. No, that's right. Oh, man, that's so messed <laughs> up. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Okay. But let's create some, like, maybe story structures for you to use for your children-friendly game. Okay? I can't yeah. view one earlier where it's, like, you are maybe, like, a band of adventurers or maybe you're a princess and you go to stop an evil dragon that has been... Uh, terrorizing your kingdom, but all you learned out that the dragon isn't actually terrorizing. He's just looking for his dog, and now the quest is go help him find his lost dog. And you find Love harmony that. that not every evil person or every like mean looking dragon is a bad person. Maybe that's a lesson here. Well, there, and and there's multiple lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like don't demonize people based on looks. their sort of looks, right? Mm -hmm. And then also like uh, the the lesson of like you you need to be careful when you are like when you have a position of power. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the things that you do can affect people, like, uh, in ways that you wouldn't really ever notice if, mm -hmm. if you didn't, like, get down to their level, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of a cool, like, multiple lesson of, like, hey, here's this kind of misunderstood person who mm -hmm. acted in a rash way, mm -hmm. and you're kind of helping him grow in helping him kind of, like, uh, you understanding him and him understanding, you know, like, the people who are different from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. No jokes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's definitely like you as DM, you have full control of the pacing. Like sometimes kids like just start getting loose, like, yeah, hit stuff. And you're like, right, right, like, right. You hit him. It's like, oh, the dragon starts asking you for like help and he starts crying or something. You can just do like a very hard cut where like your attacks stop hurting him. Like you don't have to say like, oh, they killed the dragon. And then he's like, you see in his will that his dog is missing. Like, <laughs> right, right. You don't have to go that deep into like, man, punish you for going too heavy on the murder. I think let's actually design a sort of fail safe for that because I would feel really bad if you you kind of like were like, hey, I'll run this for some kids. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up that they were just murder hoboing because yeah. they didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So so what's what's like a very convincing way that you can stop the fight and then be like, hey, I have a problem that I want you to solve. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, one, like, if they're attacking him, uh, he, like, one, you can do the very common, like, he just starts crying and groveling. And, and like, telling you to stop. Yeah, telling you to stop. I think yeah. that's, like, most sensible people, like, even children will understand, like, oh, someone's crying, maybe they want to ask what's wrong, hopefully. Okay, counterpoint? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a kid. <laughs> so, so in that case, I would say maybe, like, offer them some treasure or something. Yeah. And the other, like... I, I hesitate to be like, oh, yeah, here's a benefit by paying you money, children, or, like, greed. But right. I, I understand that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, find a dog for a cool new sword? Absolutely. Yeah. Done. Say no more. Yeah. and Or it could be, like, an a intervention from a god or some other foreign being that comes out of the sky. Oh, kind of that is just kind of like, hey, this is this is a misunderstood dragon. Yeah. Or maybe it's, like, this hero that you've met along, or you've heard legends of who appears, like, hey, hold on, we found... It turns out there's something more here, and there could be an adventure intervention in that way. Well, I would say you you definitely need a DMPC mm -hmm. with them, whether this is like a solo thing with just one kid or if it's like a group of them. I yeah. think you definitely want sort of like someone to guide the story in in universe. Uh, so it it's not like me telling you how the game works. It's like here's this character that's telling you to do this. How do you respond? That's kind of yeah. Oh, another idea is that you could just have, like, the room collapse, and then the dragon is restrained, and nobody's fighting, but everyone's been suddenly stopped from doing what they're doing yeah. to hear out this, like, dragon's plea. Sure, that's okay. great. Yeah. And as a DM, like, people are going to try to interject, like, I'm going to throw a fucking sword at him. And you're, right, like, right. And you're like, well, hold on. Like, he's talking to you about something, and you are distraught and lost your sword because of the ceiling collapse there's yeah. a there's a clear reasoning for it and the kid's like oh, okay and maybe he's like oh, i gotta go find my sword and you're like okay you can go roll and look for your sword um while you're doing that you hear this guy talk about stuff okay yeah i can definitely see it not going according to plan just because like children but yeah i mean you can say that about adults yeah so. no that happens a lot so, with adults yeah it's like, I made this cool character with, like, bad guy with, like, a redemption arc. And then <laughs> right. the first thing they did is they polymorphed it and chucked it into a volcano. You're like, yeah. all right. And no sometimes, back from that. Yeah, and sometimes those things happen. And maybe the storyline can change from there. Like, maybe, like, the dragon was evil and you had, like, another reason for doing something. Or maybe sure. he was, like, uh, enraptured by some, like, 
cursed gem that's like caused like selfish desires and maybe it's a lesson on being like too selfish and learning to share uh what's another yeah. fun uh lesson for children that we can maybe can make a quick one shot adventure on um i mean we already hit some pretty heavy ones mm-hmm. that i liked a lot what else do kids need to really learn to grow as individuals? What do we need? What do we as adults need to learn? What do we need? Yeah, that's a better question. Yeah. What do adults need to learn? Um, <laughs> maybe with the, the rise of the internet and like information safety. I do, I do kind of like a sort of like learn critical thinking kind mm-hmm. of lesson where it's like you hear a bunch of like bad news about the dragon and mm-hmm. then you meet him and it's like, oh, he's actually not a really bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe everyone just... Kind of like... plays into the same sort of like misunderstood, don't mm-hmm. judge a book by its cover kind of thing, but now with a cool Twitter twist. Ah. The dance craze that's sweeping the nation. Do the Twitter twist. <laughs> Do the twist. I don't know. Not sure what that would look like. Yeah, it's yeah. really just a lot of like uh, you kind of doing like a phone scrolling motion uh-huh. with your hands. So that's more visual comedy that you won't see. Yeah. And then as you hit like a certain image, you're like, ugh. And then you ah, yes, like, yes, ugh. yes. Perfect. I'm so cringe. <laughs> and then that's the twist. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. Oh, right. That is. Yeah, that's actually great. More visual comedy. Yeah. That won't really make it through <laughs> this audio medium. But yeah. <laughs> Classic, Personally, classic. me, as someone who can see it, love it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, next time. You can see my stand-up uh, every Thursday at uh, some stand-up club nearby. Sure. Sure, not really. Just go to a nearby stand-up club and maybe you'll see him, maybe yeah. you won't. You, as you see a guy doing a twist, that's, that's, me, that's me. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, uh, back to the story of creating a friendly storyline for him. Um, I do like the direction of the misinformation and like spending time to do a little bit more research as a child. Like, yes, you should believe you should you shouldn't believe everyone's a liar, but you should also do your due diligence as a person to kind of like investigate a bit more. And yeah, maybe you... maybe it's like you know you it's like oh the dragon is under or like the kingdom is under attack by a dragon or something, and then it's like well let's go to the library and mm. figure out its weakness. Yeah, and then yeah, you go yeah. there and it's like you read a bunch of stories about the, how the dragon actually did a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, and it's like oh well, what's going on? Yeah, the dragon built a dam and developed uh, agriculture for your people. <laughs> <laughs> right he taught you agriculture and then he was genocided yeah. what that's crazy yeah columbus um, what is he doing here oh jeez please no oh man back to thanksgiving uh it's been two weeks at this point so <laughs> <laughs> oh man what other lessons should us as adults want to learn i like the idea of like the making sure to check more information and using the library as an aspect could be a fun thing was like if you go there or maybe not just a library maybe you go to like a different wizard and you get like different information and you're like what's true and having them think about like okay these are the three aspects we've heard one says the dragon is evil from the town folk one but you can tell that they're very fearful and distraught one goes to like an information library that records history and mm-hmm. details like this is what the dragon's been doing he hasn't done anything evil but right. he does have a dog um <laughs> <laughs> stories yeah. say the dragon has a dog yeah and that at 11 <laughs> And then one is like a wizard who's just like, maybe this other perspective is like the dragon is, you know, not real and it's all a lie. No <laughs> <laughs> the dragon is turning the frogs gay. <laughs> Jeez, please, no. Uh, I, yeah, maybe there's another aspect there. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else uh, can be taught because there's like math skills. That's like an interesting aspect. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's another sort of educational aspect of it. Yeah, um, just reading if you really want to get into no, it. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's good. Kind of, you know, like handing out skill cards or something, mm-hmm. letting them read that. What are some other good skills that you can kind of soft learn from D&D? Hmm. Sharing? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of sort of, like, like just good character mm-hmm. that you can kind of impart, but but I, it, it, I feel like this might be too inundated mm-hmm. with, like, already sort of, like, moral lessons. I mean, unless you're just talking about, like, let's just give a bunch of ideas. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the original concept already kind of encapsulates a lot of sort of, like, compassion, you know, like, understanding that, like, understanding people who are different from you, uh-huh. like, not jumping to conclusions, kind of, like, making, bringing, coming to your own conclusion. Do you think they should learn the lesson of dealing with loss? Um, like, it's a pretty heavy topic, but it's something that... In a, in a cool user imagination and fight dragons game, <laughs> um maybe yeah like if maybe, you wanted to like maybe they ha- I, I keep going back to their dog but maybe they have they have like a cool compatriot um but he passes away halfway through the story so here's the thing even as an adult i cannot cope with dogs dying in games okay fair so enough. i don't think kids will be able to either sure that's well fair. and i don't know like because again the worry here is uh kids are not really equipped with the sort of like understanding that 
they need to engage with this narrative in a specific way. Mm. So it's already kind of a big ask to be like, hey, kids will probably learn this lesson from playing this game where they can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So it might be it might be better to kind of tone it back and leave the the sort of like lessons on a more like micro sort of like character to character level mm. and not necessarily like oh now that you've done this whole journey you understand that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover ah okay okay and, and instead kind of make it more like you know oh i'm literally talking to this dragon and he seems like a good guy why don't we help him out mm -hmm. and then um and then i mean obviously at the end of the day it's going to be like oh cool you know, I, I thought this way about this guy, but he turned out to be really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's kind of, like, leave it to a more sort of interpersonal kind of thing rather than, like, narrative morals. Fair, fair. Just because I, I, like, in the back of my mind, it's constantly like, what if they just, like, choose to kill everyone or whatever? Yeah. Though, I don't know, maybe maybe kids, like, don't really have that concept yet. Yeah, like, is, yeah, like... I guess it's the question is like, is killing everyone something you're expecting to them to do? Yeah, or I mean, you know, or like they'll just ignore them or, you know, like decide to do their own thing. Like yeah. they, they have a thing that they specifically want to do. Yeah. So they might not like completely engage in the way that you're thinking they will. Yeah. Especially because like we don't have kids. So it's like we don't really know how that stuff works out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say that like my moral compass is probably not the best to impart to children. Sure. Sure. I'm sure it's sure. decent, but not enough to play like, mm, I should be giving kids lessons and telling them like, this is how you should think. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I wouldn't entrust me to a <laughs> room full of kids, but I guess the Japanese government did. So, <laughs> so that's strange. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of things you can teach kids through the game of D&D, &D, math, reading, comprehension, like number recognition. Yeah. Um, and then you can also teach them like moral values, hopefully good moral values and not just like... Yeah. Uh, I no, I, I think that the dragon idea is solid. Okay. Yeah, misunderstood dragon with a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then just like the ability to use their imaginations and be creative and tell stories. And it might be a fun thing to do after you finish the stories. Like, hey, have each of them like recounted by like writing down what they did, kind of like a journal. And that could be like a fun writing exercise for them. This is turning into sure. a weird math blasters. Ask. Yeah, this is yeah, this is kind of more like if I was a teacher and I yeah. wanted to teach my kids with D and D. But no, yeah, I mean, oh, I would, I would just it, you, you would be hard pressed to find a kid who would want to do all that and then be like, okay, now write about it. Yeah, there's also like a fun aspect for kids. Like I know, like murder hoboing isn't like is usually frowned upon, but like as a kid when I was playing Maple Story, I'm like, yeah, I just like killing mushrooms and slimes. And yeah, absolutely. A... No, but I mean, if, if I was a kid and then the the game was like here's your attack button, now slaughter these happy children, then I'd be like, um, okay, I don't really feel great about that. But they give me experience, so I'll do it, but I'm just letting you know I don't feel great about it. I mean, did you never play Grand Theft Auto as a kid, and you start driving on the sidewalk killing people? Yeah, I absolutely did, you're right. <laughs> yeah, humans are humans are doomed. <laughs> yeah, the next generation is just gonna be driving on sidewalks. Absolutely. Okay, alright, um, but that's our podcast for today. Thank you for listening to One Shot at a Time. My name's Daniel, your DM. Wait, hang on. Let me do a little bit of reflection. Okay. So I think I just like this occurred to me kind of halfway through the sort of design process of this. I realized that we I feel like we did a pretty good idea. I mean, I feel like we did a pretty good job using that term loosely because like at the end of the day, it's it's sort of like the show Bluey where it's like like kids can watch it as sort of entertainment, maybe learn a lesson while adults can watch it and kind of like reflect on the way they're teaching kids yes and i can i can definitely see you using this same campaign premise to play a normal game of D, &D with adults mm -hmm. and then the the lesson or like the message would hit just as hard in terms of like oh it was actually just a misunderstood guy and we got all riled up because of like mm -hmm. the typical way we see fantasy yes um yeah and I mean, like, I would play this as a one-shot, for sure. Oh, wow. Cool, cool, cool. I'm Especially glad. with the dumbed-down math rules, because I'm just so bad <laughs> at math, man. Yeah. So much reading. It is tough. Math is rough. Honestly, there is something to say about, like, having a very, like, simplistic D&D &D that's very accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. It definitely lowers the gatekeeping aspects, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's also just, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good premise. It's just kind of like, fantasy, you're going to go fight a dragon. And then it's like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. I don't need to really like immerse myself into the world it's just it's very straightforward like i just do what i want to do and then uh, you have some deep moral introspection at the end wee, 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 wee. <laughs> so just kidding <laughs> buttholes yeah let's go tweet at me if you're six years old <laughs> 
You can tweet us at one shot at a time cast at Twitter. And you can also email us at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com with any future prompt ideas or just to let us know how your game ran or if you have any questions for us. Definitely let us know. As always, we ask you to leave a five star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen, as that really helps us out a lot with the algorithm. As if we just keep talking about certain things, we do not want that to be the only thing promoting us. Great. Um, on top of that, uh, word of mouth really helps us out a lot. So let your friends know if they like Dungeons and Dragons or two Daniels talking about random crap. Sure. Is crap a curse word? Uh, depending on your Christianity. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, please let them know. We don't spend any money to promote this podcast, so you guys sharing really helps us out a lot. As always, we'll be back next Tuesday at some time, and you'll sure. see us again talking well, they about- they won't see us. That's a visual gag. All right, you're right. Shoot. Ah, uh, visions! <laughs>